deep contentment, joy, and confidence in my everyday life with God. And by the way, I just said that. I didn't read it like I have it memorized. There is no reason for you to out me on reading it when I first started. Come on. Distorted thinking patterns where people are believing the wrong things and living out of that. I can't read stuff anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. Who came up with the idea of putting small print instructions on everything? Everything. You're much more kind than I am because (laughs) when I'm mad at you, I'm like, God, why is this woman in my life? (laughs) Wow. We want to get to a place where we have that conviction, where we've moved from, what have you done for me lately, God, to, I trust you, you are real, this is real, and I will Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining in and listening to our Holy Authentic Life podcast. Hey, Fred. Well, hello. And hello, listeners. So glad you're joining us today. Wow. It feels so funny to talk to people that are not in the room, (laughs) but we know they're there. (laughs) Yes, and we love you guys so much. So much. Thank you so much for listening to this. We just hope it's helpful. And just like last week, we got started in a conversation about keeping our eyes on Jesus and how important that is and what a difference it makes in our life and how we approach problems that come our way. So we kind of want to continue that on. I guess I have so many things that I wanted to share, but most importantly, I was going to talk about our son who is overseas and had such a good phone call conversation with him. And as we were talking and I was struck by this amazing process that I've experienced over the past three months, really, of stepping into a different season of parenting with him as he's a young adult. And well, as- not just a young adult, <laughs> but one who is totally pursuing God yes. with all his heart. Yes. And is not right next door. Well, that's just it. Like having to say, God, I entrust my son to your care. Realizing (laughs) that the truth of the matter is that God entrusted him to us. Oh, yeah. And now he's just (laughs) moving on for what he was made to do. Which is so cool. And I, I guess it's funny because... I had this stark contrast between when he was living in our home before he left versus when he's not living in our home now on mission. And I feel closer to him now (laughs) than I did when he was in the room next, just down the hall. Right. Isn't that crazy? Well, we tend to take things for granted. Yeah. And there's also a growth in him, a growth in us. Us as parents. Yeah. That has probably produced, I don't know. If I necessarily feel like we're closer now, but I definitely feel like things are different and it's a good different. Yeah, it's and I say closer, it's it's this connection that I have with my son now because it's deeper. Mm -hmm. We are praying about important things that are happening in his life and his friends' lives in those that he's ministering to and on the field with and I guess it's just opened up our world a lot in a lot of ways. It has. And it's interesting because it's not like we haven't been walking with God. It's not like right. we haven't been pursuing him. Yeah. It's just 
we're getting a new source of those kinds of things in our relationship with our son, because what we're here for, why we even do this podcast, it's all about having this holy, authentic life, a life that is vibrant and sustainable in Christ. That has been our passion for many years now. It's something God's been growing us up into. And now he's using the relationship we have with our son, who is also pursuing that same kind of life as he is following God on the mission field to be able to infuse more of that encouragement, that uh, drive. uh, I don't know what the right word (laughs) is, but just something from that. Well, and the testimony of of our son, of the people that he is getting to meet and the ways that God is working in and through mm-hmm. all of the, the things there. It's been so encouraging for my faith. Yeah. Encouraging and producing growth. Yeah. Calling us upward. Oh, and man. I mean, that's one thing we're always about. Just like we talked last week, as we want to keep our eyes on Jesus and follow like Peter did and have that courage to jump out of the boat and go wherever God would have us go. At the same time, we're, we're, we're constantly being challenged and we have purposefully put into our lives, mentors, people who speak into and over us. And we've talked a lot about John Eldridge and he's our mentor and doesn't even know he's our mentor, but <laughs> him and the whole crew there at Wild at yes. Heart. Yes. And I love listening to their conversations and their podcasts. It's amazing. Letting people like that have influence over you to push you and other people that we have invited into that space in our life. Obviously, our pastor, uh, Levi Lesko and and, and Jenny Lesko. We love them. We love them so much. And we love that they are constantly challenging us to grow and encouraging us and praying for us. We also read a lot. We mm-hmm. read a lot from C.S. Lewis, and we read a lot from Neil Anderson and other sources that keep us going. We've been doing this Master Life study. Man, this thing is rocking my world. Right? If I can just be honest, there was even a question in today's reading that just like hammered me, and I was like, okay, Lord, I know you're using this because it is producing like you said, this this up and onward, this growth, this don't be content to just stay status quo, but keep going. Right. right. Keep pushing, keep learning, and even being honest. Some of that is just a hard, honest talk saying, yeah, yeah, this is truth here. I needed to hear that. Right. Well, which is the most important thing. It's why we're in God's word so yes. much. Yes. We have to hear the truth because we have an enemy. Mm. Well, his name means liar, yeah, deceiver, right? And so, of course, we should expect that. Yeah, but he does it in such a subtle way. So often, he tells us things that are partly true, mm. then gets us to spiral downwardly on the side that lacks faith. Mm. And faith is so important for us as we're trying to walk through this life and we're really wanting to grow and mature. And there are times we, in some ways, become our own worst enemy because we let those thought patterns get out of control and spiral downward. And the next thing you know, we're facing so many difficult things. Life feels hopeless. 
we feel drained of energy and don't know what to do. And so it's like, okay, we've got to plug into the source. Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain connected to me, you can bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. As we walk through this life, if we are not attached to God, living the life that he made us to live, well, it all becomes I was going to use the word complicated, but that's too nice of a word. It becomes impossible. Yeah, definitely. It, it is. And I love this verse. It, it has been so orienting to me. And also Luke 9, 23, the, the deny cross follow. You know, Jesus said to them, if anyone wants to be my disciple, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. That's what Jesus said. And so it's it's a daily choice. It's a daily decision to do that. And I am recognizing that days when I when I don't like when my feet come out of the bed, hit the floor and I just start going through the Mm. day and I don't choose to deny myself, take up my cross daily and follow Jesus. I'm probably going to try to do life in my own strength. That's that's my default. Yeah. Well, it's so easy to do that way. I think that's why as portrayed in The Chosen, the Jewish culture, as soon as they woke up, they had like a morning prayer that they said before even getting out of bed. Yes. Maybe we need that, (laughs) you know, just to simply say, God, this day belongs to you. It is a choice. And I guess the days where I step fully into that and I align myself with the truth of God's word and being Jesus's disciple, I feel much more, I guess, victorious is that the right word that's a big word but it i feel but i feel like i'm actually making progress something good is happening because i'm not doing it on my own i am aligning with jesus and i'm asking him to be my lord yeah and i think that's important we're either going to go one of two ways with this we are going to stay in our defeat or we're going to get up and pursue the life God has for us. It's so much easier to stay in the defeat. Mm. It's hard. It's horrible. We don't like it. It feels hopeless. We want (laughs) out of it. Right. But yet it's so easy to just stay there. Well, the distractions are all around us. And I have noticed, I, I just more aware, and I think we have talked about this in other podcasts before, but just if I allow the the thoughts that come, the the pressure of the world, the day, the demands, all of the things that are trying to grab for my attention, mm-hmm. if I let those stay in the forefront, mm-hmm. I, I'm my day is gone. <laughs> like right. it's not going to go well. <laughs> you know, this goes all the way back to the beginning of time oh, when yeah. Adam and Eve were in the garden. And told not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What was Adam's original sin? Well, it was a sin of passivity. He was just standing there. He was there. You know, (laughs) everybody gives Eve a hard time, including Paul, who points out that she's the one who did it. Thanks, Uh, Paul. (laughs) Right. In truth, Adam was right there. And the Bible says that clearly. And, you know, she took and ate and gave it to her husband who was with her. Yeah. And he ate as well. What Adam's sin was, was that of passivity, of just not acting on what he knew he needed to do. Mm. Stepping out, stepping forward, following, obeying. 
really being who God made him to be. And that passes down to every single one of us that we have this tendency, like I said, to stay status quo, stay where we are, Mm. rather than take a deep breath, (laughs) summon the courage, summon the energy, even when we don't feel it, Mm -hmm. and step out in faith. Wow. That's the life God has for us. And that's why I've said maybe a couple of times before that the word expedition has really been so valuable to me. It's changing because everybody says, you know, life's a journey. And it's like, great. That's not helpful. Mm. (laughs) Right. I mean, (laughs) we just know that it's moving and that's great. Mm. But the idea of infusing journey with expedition, there's purpose in that. There's meaning. There's a seeking something in that, whether it's discovering something about ourselves, about God, about how he's made us, being a part of something that's important. That's what's implied in expedition. And you prepare for it and you take supplies and you always have a plan. Nothing's ever going to go to plan, but you always have one. (laughs) You know, and that's kind of what being on an expedition is like. You have this plan, you lay in all your supplies, you collect a team to go together. So you're not just out there wandering. See, sometimes journey gives me this idea that I'm on my own Mm. and I'm out there wandering by myself. And it's like, no, we're on an expedition together Yeah, that is moving us in the direction we want to go. And that is what makes our hearts begin to come alive. We've overcome that passivity because passivity starts by simply that. But while we're passive comes fear, mm. comes hesitation. Right. All of those things that keep us from moving forward. Yeah. And as you kind of referred back to that whole the fall with Adam and Eve. I'm thinking about Eve's sin and how Satan even questioned, did God really say? And so I feel like my battle is sometimes judging, is is this true? Is did God really uh, do you see what I'm saying there? Yeah. And and even it's just this this feeling like, can I really trust that what God says yeah. is best for me? Or can I judge good and evil for myself? Is God good. Oh, there we are. Is God loving? Yeah. Is his will truly the best thing for us? Right. It's a battle. It's a battle. And that's where I find, as we're kind of just circling back, that when I align with the truths of scripture, with who God says he is, with what Jesus's mission was to seek and save that which was lost, I find all the the comfort, the peace, mm-hmm. the things I'm looking for in aligning with him. But when I choose to do my own thing and I go my own way and my own like, oh, I'm going to just, I-, I got this today, God, I got this, it doesn't go very well. Our understanding of God is often wrong. Okay. That we think, okay, God, here's what ought to be. I mean, this is clearly right and good and best. So why aren't you doing that? Mm. And it's almost like you said, judging God. Right. The (laughs) Hello, what in the world? Right. But it's, (laughs) we're judging him unfairly Mm -hmm. because we are trying to put our desires and what we believe is best over and above a God who knows all, who loves us. There's a part of me that just wants to plead for people to really get to know God. Yes. 
God would want our hearts to be wholly authentic. Yes. Not trying to put on some love for him that we don't really have. God is good with us coming to him and saying, Lord, I don't understand. We're never going to get there if we don't spend more time in God's word and we don't spend time talking to him and praying because every human develops this opinion of God. Yeah. And our opinion of God is somehow equated with the truth. And it's like, Mm. wait a minute, we need to know God. We need to know him in the depths of our soul. And the only way we're going to do that is to truly understand his story from God's word. Yes. Genesis to Revelation. Exactly. Because he does not change. Mm. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is not a separate God of the Old Testament and God of the New Testament. There's so many false pictures of God that get all the attention. Yeah. And for people who are struggling with things... When we don't do the work to really get to know the God who loves us, who made us. Yep. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, this was one of the arguments that C.S. Lewis had when he was an atheist is Mm. how could a good loving God allow such pain and suffering in the world? But then C.S. Lewis started thinking, but where did I get this idea of good? Where and, you know, how did that where is that even coming from? And, you know, his friendship with J.R.R. Tolkien is part of the way God drew C.S. Lewis from a non-believing atheist into one of the strongest Christians of his generation. I love the fact that his story is not the only one that we ever hear of someone who really tries to understand God. Yeah, like Lee Strobel. Right. Yeah. And Josh McDowell. Right. All these guys set out <laughs> to, to try to prove right? that God doesn't, <laughs> doesn't exist. exist. Yeah. And in their search, yeah. <laughs> they become acquainted with who God really is. Wow. And I'm not saying that all of us should set out to try to prove God doesn't exist. No, but we all should study that fervently and that honestly. Yeah. That's one thing that Lee Strobel points out and in his story is that until you come to the point where you are willing to accept the truth, no matter what it is, you are going to be biased against Wow. And I think some of us who go to church every weekend, who do their best to worship God, still have a bias against who he really is because these messages from the world that we live in are sinking in more than God's word into yes. our hearts. Or or life has happened and things that maybe we couldn't make sense of. Right. And so in our, you know, lostness, however you want to say it, we made agreements that, Mm -hmm. well, if, you know, God was really loving, then he wouldn't have allowed this tragedy. That's a very American culture kind of thing. (laughs) Isn't it? We don't think anything should ever go badly. Well, and we believe that prosperity gospel in some ways, like if God is good, then only good things are coming your way. And it's like, wait a minute, the most holy, perfect person who has ever lived, Jesus, had suffering, <laughs> Big time. right? He was a man of sorrows and acquainted yeah. with grief. And, you know, we say that and everybody will say, well, yeah, of course, he gave his life uh, for us. Folks, suffering was every day in his life. Yeah. Wow. Every day he came up against 
his best friends not getting it, not <laughs> understanding. How much longer do I have to put up with you? You right? know, <laughs> you would and, say. And the people yeah. who who ought to have loved him most rejected him. Man. The people who had studied the Jewish, the, yeah. The Torah, Torah the law, yeah. who had listened to the words of the prophets or said they did, totally missed the picture of the Messiah and they rejected him as Messiah. Wow. So every single day, that's what he was up against. Life was hard. Yes. For Jesus it was. on this planet. And he has experienced suffering. And so if we're to be his disciples, why do we feel like we will never experience mm. suffering or hard things? That's not what he taught. No, not at all. And so this is a just a great process. And I, I went through recently, Dr. Henry Cloud did a workshop on the stages of faith. And mm -hmm. I have really enjoyed the way he structured this journey, this e expedition, as you say, Bruce. Yes. Um, but the, you know, stage one is really every human born without faith. Right. And that there doesn't need to be, and, and I don't know why, like I grew up a lot in the church and I just had this us against them. It's like us against the, and it's like, wait a minute, why did I feel that way? That wasn't the church's fault, but it was just how something in my mind, I, I was like believers and non-believers, but Dr. Cloud kind of normalized this in stage one that no baby is being born. And then when they can talk saying, where can I put my tithe? That's what he says. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and it's really funny because we, you know, we're all born out, you know, apart from Christ, apart from faith. Right. And and so we shouldn't judge those who don't have faith yet. They're no, just not there. Not. But that love for for people of of all, you know, all backgrounds, all walks of life has really been important for me. That's part of this picture of God that's gotten muddied. Yes. And God clearly says in scripture and clearly has demonstrated that he loves everyone. Wow. That he desires that all of us would be saved. Yes. That's God's plan. And it's beautiful. And Jesus always is a heart of love toward people who don't know him. And yes. And I and I want to be like that. I want to be more um, of a heart like Jesus. And I, I just I love that the way that that is a normalization of, hey, no one is born a believer <laughs> like right. as an infant. And we grow up in this world and based on different things we're taught and different things we go through, we form different beliefs. And he, he talks about stage two, which I, I like it, too. And he, he says stage two is a beautiful time where we maybe start attending a church. We start we're seeking. We join a church, maybe. And, and that can be a a beautiful time, but sometimes we get stuck there. Everyone starts looking outside of themselves at some point. Yes, I love that. And some people find faith mm -hmm. in God. Mm -hmm. Some people struggle because they're just not exposed to it. Uh, I like how Henry Cloud says, this is the point where we explore and maybe we start attending church. Yeah. But what about those who don't? Right. Well, there's still this exploration, this I need something outside of bigger, myself. Bigger than me, because what I'm doing isn't working. Right. Yeah. And that's why so many people, they they get become workaholics or they oh, yeah. get their value from what other people think of them or mm -hmm. what achievements they get. And that's what's happening in this stage, because there are some who are finding God as they are getting outside of themselves. And then there are others who aren't there yet, but there's a point 
that Dr. Cloud's trying to make is that all of us are seeking at some point. Yes. And and I do love this because he he actually calls it a point of pain mm. that something happens and you know, you'd been living your life trying to make things work. And he compares it to you have this Maserati amazing car and you're just trying to figure it out. You know, you're you're playing around with things, you're pushing buttons, you're trying to make it work. But you get to a point of pain and you say, I can't do this on my own anymore. I need help. I am struggling. And we really need something bigger than us. We, there's, yes. there's this search in yes. this process for purpose and meaning. Right. And... A more vibrant and sustainable Sustain- <laughs> life, right? Yeah. And and I like, you know, his, his testimony is he was at a crisis, really kind of fell into a depression, had some health issues and lost his golf scholarship. There was just a lot that had happened and he had really gotten his identity from all the thing from playing golf and all of the things he had gotten and in college that was sort of his point of pain and so you know to our listeners I you know if you're there and you've been making things work and and we understand I mean all of us were there at mm-hmm. one time and I even look back to my transition my change of of becoming a, a Christian a believer asking Jesus in and it was it was a point of pain for me mm-hmm. where you know I had been through hard things my mom had been married and divorced multiple times. And there was just a lot of things that we had gone through. Yeah. And I needed stability. I was looking for something bigger than myself, mm-hmm. someone bigger than yeah. myself. And it's so important that we say something like, this is the point in your life where you need God's word. Oh, yes. That's so good, Bruce. Because there's so many opinions out there. Oh, wow. But finding a group of believers who will encourage you and you can ask questions about God's word as you personally read God's word, that we find reliable sources who are going to interpret God's word with God's word, by God's word, Mm -hmm. so that we're not bringing in humanism and we're not bringing in the opinions, opinions of the culture and all of those kinds of things Yeah, to have a Bible believing teacher in your life yes, and Bible believing friends in your Mm -hmm. life to help you understand God's word. Yeah. This is the source of truth. And I have seen it play out in my life as we put these things to the test. Mm -hmm. It stands up to those (laughs) tests of reliability and truth this stage of our life, that's what we need mm. as we're exploring right? so that we get to the right place. Yeah. And I love how you're bringing it back here because this is, this is vital to, yeah. to your life, to the, the truth that you allow to speak over you. When I was in this stage of seeking in my own life, you know, I had had this encounter with God when I was young and I was raised in the church, but yet there was still this point where I I didn't get it. I wasn't really pursuing God's word the way I needed to. And so instead of just really leaning into him, I was trying a lot of other things to fill this need for purpose and meaning and, and in my life. And it doesn't work. Everything else fails, but God does not. Life is going to have ups and downs whether you have God or not. I'd much rather have God. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. And so in the midst of that, I learned that I could cling to him mm. and the truth of who he is. No, that's that's so good. And it's true. I love just this way that we're talking about why we we are experiencing a vibrant and sustainable life in Christ because he is the one. He mm-hmm. is the way that in, in the truth and the life and all the things we're searching for. Right. And you were saying just a minute ago, yeah. as Dr. Henry Cloud points out, mm. that it's in this stage that a lot of people get stuck. Mm. Or we get kind of diverted to just doing the things, yeah. whether that's serving. I mean, all, they're all good. Like maybe you're serving in a church on a team or you know, you're know you going out and working and helping different organizations or... Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just in church every week, and that's wonderful. These are good things. Yes. But they're not a substitute for reading God's word, prayer, and spending time with the Lord on your own. This is summed up in a question that Avery Willis asked you this morning okay. in your study through Master Life because he said, What is it that God is calling you to do? that you're not doing. Oh, dang. Yeah, I did want to make sure I said that question because our listeners might be like, what was that that you felt wrecked over? Yeah. And the exact quote, and I have it here, it's like, what are the commands that Christ gave for disciples that you have ignored? And the idea being, where did you stop? When did you look at your life of pursuing God and say, you know what? I go to church. That's good enough. You know what? I serve on a team at my church. That's good enough. Mm. At what point do we let the words good enough keep us from maturing? Because God wants to grow us all the way through until we exit this planet. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And the process, it's funny. I have always loved this song, Seasons by Hillsong. Mm -hmm. Always loved it. And it almost goes beyond my just my cognitive abilities into the depths of my soul because of the the beauty of the story of the process that we begin and we grow and we're like a tree planted along mm-hmm. rivers of water. But the way the song is just poetry talking about the seasons of our growth and at the end, just comparing a seed to sequoia and that right. Jesus and in, in the soil, like I look at him and, you know, God could have, <laughs> he could have done so many different things to bring the Messiah. He could have even just put him on earth as a fully grown human. However, I mean, he could have done a miraculous thing, but instead he chooses process even for Jesus that he is born and he grows Mm -hmm. and he matures and he experienced all the things that we experience. Yeah. Uh, and why I cry like is because this process sometimes is hard and it hurts and it stretches me, but then there's good and I'm excited, but then it's hard again. And but it's it's this this experience that we're all in gr- the groaning, the 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 process of maturing that that is the way that things work. That's the way God mm-hmm. created us. And as we see Jesus from seed to sequoia, that he did all of this and that was God's perfect plan for him. Mm-hmm. And so why do I feel like I get to like take a shortcut or not go through some of the 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 hard things that are maturing me, that are growing me, that mm. are sometimes I groan in my prayers like, oh God, you know, this is hard. And yet 
it's so beautiful to see that we are we are suffering as Jesus suffered. We are going through these things and how it's bringing perseverance and perseverance character and character hope and all of the ways that God is using the things that we're experiencing for our good and for his glory. Mm-hmm. And just remembering mm. there's another thing. <laughs> what? You know, what do you mean? We just get through one thing. <laughs> And we think, okay, Uh we don't ever really arrive. I know. That's by design Mm. such an amazing part of God's grace and love. Because if we could arrive, every one of us would get there too early. We'd be so bored. (laughs) Yeah, life would just really truly be meaningless. Yeah. And it's not Mm -mm. because there's always what's the next step. I love, we use that language at church a lot. What's your next step? Everybody's got a next step. What's your next step? As you're listening today, maybe your next step is just opening up God's word because you haven't done that in a long, long time. And yes, I've heard every single reason as to why. I would call it excuses, but I'm not going to because I want to be nice. (laughs) Yeah. But I've heard every reason. And some of that is valid that you read a translation of the Bible that is difficult to understand. Or as you're reading stories, you are exposed to a Jewish culture that you don't understand. Yeah. And so we let those things stall us out. So I'm here to say, Mm -hmm. stop letting things stall you out. Just keep going. The more we spend time in God's word, the more we read those stories again and again, the clearer the picture becomes in our lives. Yeah. And what I love is we really don't have an excuse, honestly, with the YouVersion app that you have so many different translations. And for my ADHD friends out there who struggle with just the words on the page and reading, you can even push play and it can be the audio version where you can just listen to it being read to you. And so you could put it on in your car, you could put it on on a run, you on mm-hmm. the treadmill, what, whatever you're doing, even if it's just cleaning or doing chores, whatever, you can just listen to God's word. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend that you pull out a journal, pull out your notes on your phone, pull out your computer and type something where you are saying, God, I really don't understand this today. Today I read about this story and it totally doesn't make sense. Just pouring those things out, getting your thoughts, what do you think about what you're reading is a great way to begin to gain understanding and then have someone in your life that you can ask these questions. Someone who's further down the road, who like a guide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like we said, you know, wherever you are today, what is your next step? So maybe that's your next step. You've been reading and you haven't been understanding. And so you need to find someone who can be a mentor, a guide who can help you understand God's word. Maybe your next step is giving church a try again Mm. and finding a group of believers that are so dedicated to God's word that you can learn. There's so many things available now. Yeah. Even if part of that begins by listening to messages from people who uh, have ministries that are online. Yeah. You know, that that you can find. I mean, our church, Fresh Life Church, look us up. You can find YouTube. You can find our website. There are ways that you can listen to those messages. There are other churches out there from good, solid Bible teaching pastors that can help you understand God's word, can help you understand the background and the culture of God's word. 
So maybe that's the next step. Maybe you already have that. Maybe it's becoming a part of a good small group. Yeah, I was actually going to say that is incredible to be around other people in your life, whether it's on Zoom or in person. There are small groups out there that are so good. Mm -hmm. And then you can have people pray for you and support you and encourage you because it's like that attaching to the vine, you know, that we do in Christ, that this is his body and Mm -hmm. that he brings nutrients through these healthy relationships that maybe you've been closed off. You've been isolated. It's time to open up. It's time to get involved and put yourself out there. It might be a little scary. I get it. I mean, I still have a little bit of, "Ah, okay, I'm going to be talking about some hard things this week, but I do it and it's so rewarding. Mm, And that's so good. And then maybe your next step is getting involved at your church. Maybe you've been attending and the next thing you need to do is say, hey, I can help with the production team. Yeah. Uh, Or Fresh Life Kids. Come on. Come on, kids. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. There's no kids team ever that doesn't need help. Right. 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 You can be a part of that. You can be a part of student ministry. You can be a part of so many different things. Maybe it's serving in your community. You love outreach. And so working at a rescue mission or any other organization that is doing work that we call all the time boots on the ground, right? Every Every day they are interacting with people, representing the love of God. Maybe that's a place where you can volunteer and help. So whatever your next step is, we just want to encourage you to do that. Be on this expedition. And those next steps never stop coming. I was going to say, it's still going. Right? (laughs) Still going, still growing. Yeah. And maybe that's the title of this podcast today. Still (laughs) growing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Still going, still growing. Whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But that's how we truly experience the life God created us to live. We want that for you so desperately. Yes. If I could, I've said this to our people at our church, but I, as a pastor, if I could hook you up to the matrix thing <laughs> and upload <laughs> God's word into your brain and upload this desire oh. and this passion to love God the way he loves you, mm. I would do it because I know I have experienced the joy, the peace, the patience, the endurance, all the things that it produces in my life. Mm. So good. So amazing. I want this for you Mm. so much. I can't come to your house and make you do it. (laughs) That would be a little creepy. It would be creepy. (laughs) But just know that's what I want to do. Control issues? No, because, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's called love issues. There I you really go. <laughs> love you, people. I, I want. Aww. I want you to experience God the way I've experienced God. Yeah, and just the freedom that it's not about being a good person. No. It's about being who God made you to be, and right. that you're finding joy and purpose in this life that He's called us to live together. Yeah, you're experiencing His love. Yeah. You're experiencing His grace. Right. You're experiencing life in Christ. That is a holy, authentic life. <laughs>